Welcome everyone to the Beer of the Unknown podcast. Uh, I am the thing on the doorstep, Chris Doan. I am the thing beneath the stairs, Jake. I'm Edge, coming in with the Yingsmith look. This is a podcast where uh, us, small group of beer enthusiasts, craft beer enthusiasts, get together and we have a selection of beer. Uh, this one's going to be kind of more of a free-for-all uh, episode. Each of us is bringing something different uh, to the table, and we're going to go ahead and you know each give a live tasting, uh, share our thoughts and opinions, recommendations, what have you. I'd say, without further ado, I've got a couple of selections uh, here that I'm really excited for. Uh, my first selection for tonight is the Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales, the Bam Beer, Farmhouse Ale is going to be my first one, and then my second round is going to be the White Chocolate Raspberry Imperial Stout from Throne Brewing uh, here in Glendale. Very nice. So mine are, well, I've got one from here, Arizona, from Oro Brewing Company, which is one of my favorite local breweries. Cakes and Ale, it is an English strong bitter. I think that's what they call it i'm not sure it's a six percent uh i'm very excited it's one of my favorite places to drink and my other one is from the east coast it is exit three it's a blueberry braggot from flying fish it's a honey ale brewed with blueberries and uh, i'm gonna do this one last because it is 15 percent by volume so it is it's gonna do the job Flying Fish has some great stuff, and Oro, Oro is is phenomenal. Yeah, Oro is fantastic, and Flying Fish, that braggot. Mm, mm. All right, and I have here for me Sunday Feels from Dogfish, a uh, beer mosa sour. Not had that yet. Very excited, and a IPA from Pizza Port. It's a Taste for Adventure India Pale Ale. Also excited for that. They are very solid with their pale ales. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the the Sunday feels because when I was going through Total and, and grabbing my selections, I had that in my hand, but I was like, you know what? Maybe later. Mm. Yeah, I am a I'm a big fan of Dogfish Head. So that beer mosa from Dogfish sounds amazing. Every time I see Dogfish I usually grab something from them. I absolutely love Dogfish. Dogfish is great. They they are consistently, uh, yeah, consistently tasty with everything that they do. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, cool. Well, without further ado, I cannot wait any longer. Uh, I've been staring at this can, so let me go ahead and crack open the same. Jolly do Pumpkin. Do we want to do them on three? Oh, we all at the same time? Oh, just to crack them, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Ready? One. One, two, three. Ooh. That Sunday feels within a bottle, so it wasn't as satisfying as a satisfying of a pop as the can, but it's still great. Okay, right off the bat with this, this is a beautiful golden uh, farmhouse ale from, from Jolly Pumpkin. And as I was pouring it, this, like, it has such a nice scent to it it was um like i could like i could smell it as i was pouring it and there was like a nice like kind of almost like what would you say like a light like citrusy 
kind of like like very light like almost lemony kind of like scent to it they kind of filled the air super nice great head on this thing um great head i mean you know when you're talking about beer like you know you know the beer is good when you get great head all right oh man this thing smells so good okay let's let's see once again this is bam beer uh from a farmhouse ale from jolly pumpkin uh, a tart and tasty balance of malt, hops, and yeast. Uh, nice. And I think if I, because I was looking up a little bit further, that it's saying, yes, yeah, spicy malts as well. Mm. Um, so let's go ahead and have a taste of this. That is so refreshing. Um Oh man, that's just so just all around. Just like it's very light. Uh, I think it's only like four and a half percent or something like that. So you know this this is super refreshing. Not you know not a huge alcohol content. Um, this is I mean the carbonation on this thing is active. I'm just seeing like nothing but like bubbles just just you know rising to the top of this glass. It is it is an active beer. Um, it is it's a very light flavor um i don't get a huge amount in the way of maltiness or at least i'm not at the front um you definitely get that uh that slight and it's a very subtle tartness it's not like oh tart like this is going to be sour or anything like that it's very subtle tartness probably around like the like the the middle of your palate uh, and then finishing with with like hoppiness, uh, and then finishing with like tart and hoppiness. I do kind of get like a little bit of you know whatever spices that they that they probably threw in there. Like this just has a very full bodied flavor to it. Yeah, it's it's good. What we're nice. gonna say about it? It's um very drinkable. I, once refreshing is the is the best thing I could come you know keep coming back to like i think this is one of their year rounds if i'm not mistaken um, would you let your dog drink it uh you know <laughs> what that means that i'd have to share it yeah. uh yeah i bet you know my my dogs my dogs are alcoholics and yeah i, I think that they would definitely uh enjoy this this is good this is good to know yeah I see your dogs do not practice responsible drinking, which everyone should do. No, I mean, Titus does, you know, but man, Altivo, he sees that I have a beer in my hand. He is, he is waiting for me to, yeah. You do the little, the little finger dip and give him the taste? No, I let him have, like, after, like, I pour, I let him have, uh, like, I, like the drippings from the can afterward Mm. or like the bottle and stuff. Okay, my my little dog is also somewhat of a, an enthusiast. Um, that being said, let's see how she likes mine, the cakes and ale. I mean, I'll give you my thoughts. Rosie, she's uh, she's sleeping on under the desk, so nice. She doesn't now, want to be bothered. Now, I'm sorry. What is what is this one that you have? Cakes and ale. It is the English bitter, uh, English strong bitter. I think is what they call it. I'm not entirely. I don't remember off the top of my head what they call it. Uh, but it is an English style. It's a bitter. Um, from what I understand, this is 
the style of beer that they would have sent to India to be an IPA, but instead of conditioning it, conditioning it the way that they would, it's just not conditioned with as many hops. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, the English mild here. This beer, uh, like Chris's, is very full-bodied. Uh, it's mm, semi-translucent with a with a amber dark amber color. Looks um, mm, it looks almost like maple syrup color. Mm. Mm. It doesn't have much of a smell, um, but it's very malty. It's almost sweet, but not overly sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely bitter at the aftertaste. The, the front is malt forward uh, with a slight hint of sweet. Uh, I highly recommend it. If my dog was awake, she would love it. And um, I don't know. This is the kind of beer. I mean, it's a little high in alcohol percentage to sit and, and drink three or four or five, you know, whatever. Or however many can responsibly drink. I think, I think this is a perfect time to, to remind everyone to drink responsibly. Um. <laughs> But um, at, at six point, I mean, you could you could definitely crush three or four of these and mm-hmm. feel uh, good about your accomplishment, and also just good in general. Very nice. All right, let's go ahead and let's try this real quick. And that's gonna be the Sunday feels from Dogfish. And this is a sour. Uh, no, what yeah, they describe it as a beer mosa sour. Beer Mosa. So this probably has so like Beer Mosa, I'm assuming then there's like champagne like mixed in here somewhere. Like a brute. Oh, excuse you. Um, you make, like, good mimosas, you need a real shitty brute. Nothing <laughs> nothing good. So this is a um it's brewed with grape juice, uh Voynier grape juice, peaches, blood oranges, lemon oranges and lime peel mm. no champagne sorry about that no champagne uh, no champagne in here um it's definitely got a good fruity smell and let's go ahead and taste it okay that's great so i'll back up real quick and mention the um the color for this it's very much an orange lighter orange it's not really clear it is definitely um definitely not as translucent um which is totally fine it 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 has the lime you get the lime right away and you also get the grape right away and it's really nice if 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 I were to compare it, if I were to compare it to anything else, I would probably, before even saying going with with comparisons to a mimosa, I would say it reminds me immediately of Sequench from Dogfish Head, oh. which is brewed with lime. It has a few other things as well, but um, I'd, I'd go to that first because that lime really comes in pretty quickly. I, wow. I would go so far as to also compare uh, the Bambier uh, that I have yeah. here to, to Sequench. It's got that kind of like like citrus tartness to it. 
Now, given the choice of this beer and an actual mimosa, which would you choose? Oh, I would choose this. Okay, that's good. This, I mean, that's good to each their own, Hell but yeah. yes, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is really, really good. Um, it is, it's, I wouldn't say it's like super high. It's a six and a half ABV. Um, you're not going to sit there and pound back like six of them, but it's definitely refreshing. It's a relaxing drink for sure. I imagine with that distinctive a flavor that, yeah, like, at least for me, like, when, when I have, like, so much of, of a specific flavor, I can only, like, handle that for so long. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's very much a, I, I don't know, I, get, I, I don't know if everybody thinks of them, thinks of beers in a seasonal sense at all, but this is definitely very suited for warmer weather mm -hmm. it's 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 very very nice kind of what i was i was looking for um a picture because i wanted it to be on the background of my computer because i took a picture for our instagram check us out on instagram of, at beer unknown um but uh, i took it at my desk and i wanted a picture of like uh like the cold ocean and a boat because that's kind of what i i picture this this beer, this cakes and ales, this uh, bitter, this English bitter. Uh, it's okay. kind of a cold weather beer. It almost tastes peppery, uh, but it would definitely keep you warm. Mm. It'll definitely keep you warm on the seas. I could I could definitely see this on like yeah, like because it's because that's this is an East Coast one, right? Oh no 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 no! This was this no, is from Oro. Yeah, this is from Oro. Um. The way you're describing it, I could, I could definitely, see, I know what you're talking about of, of like being out and like, but I, I'm picturing like the Atlantic Ocean as opposed to the Pacific Ocean because you know on the East Coast you're probably going to get cooler waters and a nice like ocean breeze coming off of that. Unless you're in Florida. Then Unless like, you're in Florida. But that's that. also like in its own pocket dimension. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay, so I wanted to talk. We, we briefly talked about this earlier. So one of my favorite breweries that uh, we will be doing episode on, I'm sure, at some point. 100%. Is yeah. The Brewery out of California. Um, I've only been there the one time. Uh, I've had many beers from them. Um, but, okay, what do you two think of when you think of The Brewery's beers? Oh, and that's B R U E R Y. The brewery. So, the brewery. I I went there with you when you went. Um, I I would put them up there with breweries like Dogfish or even um, Jolly Pumpkin, where what they're doing is they're they're re they're really exploring really cool things. They do some more traditional type things. But they're also very, very invested in the idea of almost the gourmet side of it, if that makes sense. Um, I really like them. That was something. What about you, Chris? What do you think of when you think of the brewery's beers? So I, I haven't had the chance to to go uh, yet. Um, I am excited for for when we do plan, uh, you know that that trip out there. Uh, but in 
I have had the chance to to pick up a couple of my uh you know for myself. Uh, I think the most recent one that I had was uh it was one of their bakery um ones. I think it was like a uh coconut macadamia imperial stout or something like that. And yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would agree with what Edge said. With they definitely like to to I would put them up there with like playing around with a gourmet. Uh, flavor like they definitely stand out as as a brewery that that puts more focus into like the art of, See, of craft beer when i think of the brewery i think of big as big beer like big alcohol content big flavor and typically uh, the words barrel aids come to mind mm-hmm. uh, oh so yeah like, a lot of the beers are that way so uh, the reason i bring this up is because we were when we, we were talking about it pre pre recording, and um, I went and looked at some of the reviews that some people put on here. And two months ago, some knob I don't think I should name him. I mean, I want to, but I'm not going to dox anybody like that. He put his name up on Google. You can look it up. Um, he gives it a two stars. He says the service during the pandemic wasn't great. Variety of beers was worse. If you enjoy bourbon barrel aged beers, this is the place for you. If not, shy away. Okay, okay, like. You should know what you're getting into. This so is I will cool. stop you right there. Like he does give it credit for like if you like this, then like this is the place for you. If not, then like don't. But yeah, the focus is is more on what I think you're about to say. The pandemic. Okay, <laughs> it's a pandemic. Okay, like uh, I'm sorry, you're not owed good service. I mean, yes, you're a paying customer. You should get good service, mm. but at the same time, it's a it's a pandemic it's 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 a weird and it has been a weird time for for any service industry absolutely yeah it it seems really it seems inappropriate to review it that way, especially during a pandemic, when it, it seems like it was more of a biased, a, a very, very biased review. You, that, you know what? I, I think I, I think I'm now starting to picture what happened that caused this review. Because it's the pandemic, that means that they are allowing a limited um, occupancy to accommodate for like social distancing and whatever. Uh, kind of thing so he's thinking so he probably went there and he's probably you know one of however few people were there so he's thinking you know i will probably get more personalized service because i'm one of the only people here and he didn't get that and is decides to give them a two-star rating i don't know you know why like the service trumps the the quality of of the product um that they're that they're getting i mean yes in a way like yes i agree like you you should get good service when you when you go somewhere um but if something says so there was there there's some level of entitlement to this is what i'm getting there, there definitely it definitely feels like it that being said i i was thinking a little bit more about as you were talking about how this may have happened the selection of beers. Okay, so we did talk about the fact that a lot of them are, are barrel aged during the pandemic. They may have, you know, cut staff and cut brewing for a mm-hmm. while. 
And if that stuff has to age in a barrel for, I don't know how long they do it for. It depends on the beer, I'm sure. Um, okay, they may not have had a quote-unquote great selection, but any beer you're going to get there is going to be great. Uh, I'm. That's how I personally feel, you know. Anyways, it just it just miffed me a little bit. I, yeah, like I said, I think that unless there was actually an issue, it seems like especially now when you're going during a pandemic, you really, unless there's an actual issue, you're you shouldn't be going out and making negative reviews for these places because they're struggling they, too. Yeah, they are struggling. They need the business that they are able to get in that time, which is going to mostly come from people who are loyal to their brand, as assuming that they don't have a lot that's readily available nationwide or in the brewery's case. Well, no, in the brewery's case, nationwide. Do almost. Nationwide? Well, uh, they're definitely on this side, but they have a spot in dc so i would assume at the very least in dc you can get some okay. um regardless it's uh, it seems like a bad move yeah it's i uh, and and yeah kind of, to kind of piggyback off of what you said you know specifically around the pandemic is not only was it was it in bad taste to give a poor review to you know, a, a service industry, excuse me, in the pandemic. But also, why, why are you going out? Or at least, why are you going out and staying and, like, eating it, dining in kind of thing? That also seems like, like the wrong choice as well during but a pandemic. There's a lot there, for sure. Yeah. I, I think there... There have been plenty of stories in this entire time where businesses, breweries, and businesses in general have blown off a lot of um, guidelines that have been given. And that seems like a much better, more appropriate time to say, hey, all right, so... All right, Chris, I think you're next as far as beer goes. Yes, and I uh, have finished off my first round, so I am ready for the second round. All right, so I think that this is also a great time uh, to shout out and say support your local business, everyone, um, as Jake has already done with his first round by uh, supporting Oro Brewing. Uh, in Mesa, Arizona, and I have here a Throne Brewing Company in Glendale, Arizona. Um, once again, this is the White Chocolate Raspberry Imperial Stout. Uh, they don't have too many notes on this, so I I feel like this is a you know like the the name says it all. Um, I'm actually rather excited about this one. I imagine it's going to be very tasty. That white chocolate sounds amazing. Right. Now, I had a chance to actually meet um, Carlos, the... I forget what his title is. He's either the owner or he's, or he's like, the head brewer at uh, Throne. Both. Maybe both. Quite possibly both. Um, 
and I will point out and that you know in in that small time that I met him, like this guy definitely uh, has a love uh, for what he does, um, and everything that I've tasted uh, there uh, leading up to this has been very very good quality. Um, you know, he he definitely backs up his confidence uh, in in you know what he does, and you can just tell that he he absolutely loves uh, doing what he does too. Uh, so with the, uh, white chocolate raspberry, uh, this is a very dark beer, uh, not much with the way of a head, um, on this one, uh, rather a semi-sweet smell, uh, to it. Definitely get that chocolate. Uh, in there with the with the slight tartness from the from the raspberries. So let's go ahead and see what we're what we're getting ourselves into. I have not tried this before, and I've, I'm very excited. Ooh. Oh, oh man, that comes at you in waves. Okay. Hold on. Oh, I got, I got to Jake, can you, can you run down? What's that, what's that drinking technique that you like to do? Oh, what I, what I like to do is I like to smell it and I, oh, I, I have to have a beer in front of me. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> you got to run through the motions. It, it's a muscle memory thing. It's not a right. <laughs> I smell it. I bring it to my lips. Mm. Smell it with your mouth open just slightly, and then like put your lips to the glass and put alcohol into your mouth, and then breathe in through your nose, and hold it on your tongue for a second, and then swallow it. So, okay, so right up front, you get that immediate uh, stout bitterness to it, but man, that finish, like I said, it comes at you in waves. Like, you just get hit with, like, a new flavor that just kind of, like, adds on top of it. Like an orgasm. Kind of. Almost. It's 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 kind of like that, you know. It's a beer gasm. So, so yeah, so you get that, that kind of, like, bitter maltiness, um, almost like a roasted uh, flavor up front. Then the finish is uh i would say the chocolate hits you uh first and then like right on top of that pile is the is the tart and sweetness from or i guess like the the so like you get like the chocolate sweetness with the the subtle raspberry flavor on that nothing is overpowering uh with this beer everything is smooth this is a very drinkable um at at 10 percent uh with an imperial stout um does it have that sticky kind of sweet flavor or is it just it's a very it's a subtle sweet it's a semi-sweet like kind of thing so it's almost like um there's definitely like that kind of like dark chocolate kind of like bittersweet uh flavor to it that that you get um of course because it's a stout but then like it like the sweetness kind of builds 
But once again, like nothing is overpowering. Like if you don't like sweet flavors in your beer, like Jake, I know you're not a sweet person. You like your beer, you know, like because <laughs> yeah, you you like your beer like your life, bitter and and flavorless. Because <laughs> I'm German, I don't like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, no, this is, this is really good. Like it, like no flavor, uh, contrasts with each other. Like it all complements uh, each other. It transitions very nicely with the, with the roasted, um, roasted malt, dark, dark chocolate bitterness, uh, at the front, which then ends with a semi-sweet like not overpoweringly sweet um this is very good uh 10% you know you only a couple will will probably get you get you going um that yeah that's 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 definitely uh, a a great one uh, i would highly recommend uh if you love if you love stouts i would even recommend uh i myself am not too keen on the imperials um, I think the Imperials are the best way I could describe it is most Imperials that I've tried are a stiff drink. Like they are usually high alcohol content. They slap you in the foot in the face with, with what's, what's wrong are. with a stiff one. I mean, yeah, I, a stiff one is yeah, Imperials. Everyone loves, everyone loves a stiff one, but like for me, like Imperials are what I like to refer to as like a sipping beer. Like it's not something that I can drink very like, you don't. It takes me time to drink an imperial. You don't butt chugging imperials. No. I mean, you could. <sighs> you. I mean, you're. Is if if that's your thing, then then by all means. But I would definitely say like if you if you're a stout person if you're not like too keen on stouts or if you're not too keen on imperials, this is a good one. Um, this is this has like nice little flavors. Nothing's too overpowering. Um. Everything blends very nicely with e- with each other. Uh, I would I would highly recommend this one. Uh, well done, Throne. Right. I mean that that beer. I saw it when you when you mentioned it and took pictures of it uh, the or earlier in our our text chat. Uh, it looks and sounds amazing. I kind of want some, but um, Throne's kind of far away. I mean, it, it's like a bit of a drive. It's a bit of a drive for for us on on the uh, on the east side, um, but I, I'd say for in my opinion that that was worth the the forty minute drive from where I, from where I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I see that you have four of them over there. I Ooh. do have have four of them. If you guys want to come over and grab some, I could share. Uh, possibly. Uh, my next beer. I'm very excited. So I took a picture of it. These oh these are by the way are gonna go up on Instagram once again check us out on Instagram at beer of the unknown or beer unknown. Um, it is um, flying fishes exit three blueberry braggot, so it is more clear than the uh, cakes and ale from Oro. Uh, you can see through it. Uh, it's very very bubbly. I haven't tasted. I mean I've tasted this beer before, but since we started recording, I haven't tasted it. Ooh, I'm excited. This is one of my favorite beers from from this particular brewery, The Bubbles. So I poured this beer, I'm going to say 10 minutes ago, maybe close to 10 minutes ago, and it's still bubbling, 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 just constant. Mm, And it smells phenomenal. (sighs) Not much head on it. 
very minimal head. But at 15%, you're not going to really care about the head, I don't think. The smell, its it smells like honey a little bit. Nice. It smells kind of like sour honey. Mm. Mm. So, um, I, I don't always care so much about the head. And I feel like that's mostly because I am not fantastic at pouring. So I'm always careful that I don't get too much. Mm-hmm. So I hear what you're saying. And for me, I'm just like, you know, I just want to pour it and drink it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or just drink it straight out of the can or bottle. So this beer, when you drink it, you taste blueberry right up front. And it's um, it's not sweet, but it's not bitter. It's not hoppy, but it's... Well, it is a little hoppy. It's a very nice meld between sweet malt and hop. Um, blueberry right up front, malty, honey, and hops at the finish. And it is just almost dry, actually. It feels dry on your mouth. Almost... Almost like a seltzer, but with seltz- if seltzer had more substance to it than just nothing. Um, it's so pleasant. Highly drinkable. Dangerous, even. Like I said, 15% by volume. Um, this comes in a 12-ounce bottle. And I don't know if they put this on draft there, but if they do... Jesus, I wish I could. Oh, I wish I lived in New Jersey for that. Now that's that's actually really surprising that you say that it's like how drinkable it is or like how deceptive. I guess is would you say at fifteen percent, like you don't actually notice that you could like the alcohol at all? I mean, I've had stouts with a lower ABV that have hit me harder with alcohol forward flavors mm-hmm. than this. Does. It's definitely detectable. You can definitely taste alcohol underneath the blueberry, the honey, the hops, and the malt. But it's not like a it, – it's not – it doesn't hit you like you would expect it to. It doesn't kick your pants. And you said that one is barrel-aged, right? Uh, no. At least no, – it doesn't advertise that it is. Okay. As far as, um, they do have a barrel-aged version though, right? I don't think so they so i'll read you the synopsis if you'd like it says this braggot features local blueberries and honey and a limited amount of hops on the first sip you will note a light sweetness along with citrusy notes followed by a well-rounded malt character i guess you could say citrusy Uh, and i guess actually that's kind of where i I would say the seltzery um uh, flavor profile I was trying to describe comes in where if seltzer had more of a substance, I guess it could be considered as quote unquote citrusy to some. But I don't, I don't taste a lot of citrus. Let me, let me give it one more shot. Mm. And that citrus is it supposed to be coming primarily from the hops or? Uh, I would imagine so. Yeah. I imagine it's it's a, a citrus hop. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't taste a lot of citrus there. Uh, personally, I mean that beer is very subjective. I mean we know that I would a huge portion of fla- of taste as far as what we can detect, and some people have better noses than others. 
I would imagine, though, that that blueberry probably comes in a bit stronger. It is strong on the front. Blueberry is strong. um, If they're just hopping it, if if the citrus is just coming from the hops, I I wouldn't be surprised if the the blueberry comes out. All I know is, 10 out of 10, would suggest, well, I would say to anyone, but at the same time, I wouldn't let a child drink this. <laughs> okay, let's, real quick, um... For children. Yeah, that, that, that's actually a good question, and not to, not to cut you off, Edge. Um, when you say to anyone, let's say to, like, someone who's not usually, like, a craft person would you say that this is like a great like entry level beer for lack of a better word entry level entry entry level no 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 yeah Um, but anybody who wants to try something new something that they haven't really experienced before um the closest thing i can equate this to is mead it's not quite as sweet i like it right it's hoppy. It's much more balanced with the malt in there, but the mead is also something I wouldn't suggest to a new drinker either. No, I don't think I would suggest mead to anyone who's taking a break from drinking either. <laughs> if you did dry January, don't start drinking mead. <laughs> you take a month off. Let's let's oh, have yeah. a something. Oh. By the way, that reminds me. So I finally tried. So I've I've got. Uh, a bottle of Viking blood uh, in my cabinet. Viking blood is so good. So it suggests different drinking things like you or drinking options. You can drink at room temperature. You can drink it cold. You can drink it warmed up. Um, I decided to go with you know what? Let's try warm mead. Uh, so I also had to research this too because I know that I could probably fuck up uh, the mead if I like heat it up too much or anything like that. So I didn't no, need you to make sure what. No, um, no, you just put that shit in the microwave. <laughs> yes, you can microwave. But I decided to put it onto the stove. Uh, on I microwave all my beers. By the way, yeah. I I microwave all my beers. Microwave oh, all your beers. Go. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I intended. So I decided to get bougie with it, and I and I threw it on the stove, and I and I heat up, and I pay attention to it. Yo. Did you sous vide? No, I just I just put it on the stove top in a in a pan. And, and eat it up dude it was so freaking good like that that honey came out like so much more when it's warm it's so good you know i think that would be really good on like vanilla ice cream yes <laughs> that sounds real good that sounds really good yeah um man i haven't had viking's blood in just over four years four years and three months almost, I wanna say. I wanna know I wanna know how you know that. Because <clears throat> that's a discussion for a different time. Nice. You know what I do wanna discuss? I wanna circle back to to the discussion oh. of head. Uh specifically beer head, not not oh, the good I mean, oh. it, all head is good, but oh, okay. but, but to, to Edge's Edge's point where where edge you you just want to enjoy the beer um so you don't really care much about if you're getting head or not do, do you not like for me like i think that the head kind of adds to the experience in my opinion okay to be to be fair i 
to be it's fair. Not, <laughs> it's not as much of a concern at home because right. I'm not I'm not as concerned about an experience when I'm at home, which maybe isn't as good of me, but I feel like that's also subjective. If I'm out, I, I appreciate a good quality head on a beer, but at home, I, I don't always care, and I don't always drink out of a glass at home, which is usually the preferred method. You're going to get a lot more flavor out of it. But I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't worry about it too much at home, but I also drink a lot of, um, regularly, I drink a lot of IPAs and it seems like lately some of them, a lot of them are meant to be drank, drunk straight out of a can. I can see uh, that. Like, I, I think like IPAs, maybe a Pilsner, like, I think that you could get away with, with not having a head. Yeah on on some of those beers um there are, i mean i will i will discredit myself i think i fucked up the pour um with the stout here because i think it definitely i think it definitely can have a head i probably just didn't do it right um in that opinion and for like for me like something like a stout or a porter or like any of like the darker beers or like maybe like a barley wine or something like that um i i do think that that some beers require a head to yeah, no. and I totally agree with that. I I don't think that the head isn't necessary. I I don't think that it's not necessary. It's just that at home, mm. it's not my priority. Yeah. So concerning head, I don't know if this is true or not. I've I've heard it being told in bars and other tap rooms. So if anybody out there knows if this is right or not, go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong. I've heard. Uh, that in other countries, um, specifically portions of the UK, if the head is more than, I think, one or two fingers, you don't pay for the beer because it's not appropriate. Interesting. I wonder, because, for example, um, Suarez Family Brewery out of New York have fantastic head on their beers. And I... I mean, just going, I haven't been, personally, I've never been there, unfortunately, but some of those seem like they're probably more than two fingers size-wise, however you're measuring that, but they also look fantastic. Okay, you know, you know what, that, this is something that I couldn't put into text words when you, when you first told me about Suarez family when I was, when I was looking for uh, places to follow and yeah, yeah but yeah i will agree there is something about the way that suarez pours their beers that like yeah no i'm not sure when it comes to head if there is like a a professional or you know whatever type type of requirement for like what how high head should be but yeah all of these pictures uh of their pours look fucking delicious and there's something so unique about suarez family because i will i will go so far as as to like or like the best thing i can think of to describe the picture that i'm looking at is like when you go to to dq and you get soft serve and they do like that little like swirl at the top 
okay. uh, kind of thing. Like they insist on on doing that little like swirl at the top when they when they pour it out. Every single one of these heads have like that like specific like cloudy kind of look that kind of comes out of the top of the glass, and it just makes it look that much more delicious and like i almost feel like every single one of these beers have like an added like creaminess to the flavor yeah sure and i will say um and i couldn't point out the exact episode but i have heard in interviews with the head brewer and founder of suarez family um and if i'm wrong then i would love to be corrected but i believe he takes pride in the head of his beers and I, I totally think that he should. They're fantastic. And uh, again, this is me hyping a brewery that I have not been to and not had. But it th- there's definitely a value in the head on a beer. Speaking of breweries, Edge, I believe it's your turn. Oh shit! Let me get let me get that in a glass. Why are you doing that? Fun fact. Uh, beer commercials like when Budweiser or Coors or well, I don't want to name names but some of the big guys out there <laughs> we could just cut to that instead no keep the names in <laughs> some of the big guys out there I've heard when they do their commercials and they show the beer in the glass that head it's actually something yes I have um, heard that as well they're so funny. yeah but I, you know what? I will go ahead and say that is a that is the job of a food stylist, and is actually common in food com- in food in commercials. Yes. You're not going to do something perfect. So I, <laughs> I will say in defense, that's probably what's going on there, and that's okay. Yeah, and like I... whipped cream, whipped cream is like mayonnaise or something. Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a whipped up egg white or mayonnaise or something. Yeah, man. All right, Edge. Okay. So this is Taste for Adventure, an IPA from Pizza Port. Mm-hmm. Pizza Port has fantastic IPAs, fantastic beers in general. As a as as opposed to a lot of modern IPAs and hazy IPAs, because it, it does seem like there's a lot of regular IPAs that end up this way as well. This is a very clear golden color or amber, even probably a bit closer to gold though. This is a very nice color, not not cloudy at all, which is it. Honestly, you don't. I don't feel like I see as often as I wish I did in IPAs lately. Let's see how this tastes. Ooh. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So I don't want to mislead anyone with this. This is definitely got some hop in there if you're not a huge fan of hop flavor i wouldn't say that you don't want to try it because it's fantastic it's very very good but if you're not a huge fan of bitterness at all maybe maybe not you you get a bit of bitterness 
from the hop. But the biggest thing that you get, the best way I can describe it, is a almost Fruit Loop flavor. And not in a huh. not in a super sweet way, but you you really get this mixture of like a nice mixture of fruit in this beer. It is very, very good. Um, I personally like hop flavor, so that does great things for me. But that that fruit loop flavor is so, so nice. Um, just as somewhat of an aside, but not really. When I've done home brewing, one of the highlights was, and I, I want to say that it was in a juicier IPA that I did, um, when I put the hop, what put some hops in me, uh, not dry hopping, um, for aroma, I got some good Fruit Loop aroma out of it, and after it brewed in or brewed through, that wasn't there. It it, it had a different flavor, which was great, but it wasn't there. This has that Fruit Loop. And it's very, very nice. Now, what so, what color Fruit Loop specifically? This is like you just took a mouthful of all of them. The green ones, because they all taste different. Isn't that right, folks? This is a you took a bite and you did not. You it was a non-discriminatory bite. You did this was before you got to the point where you were sorting out the Fruit Loops by color. No, this is. For me, I, have I haven't had Fruit Loops in a while, but the last time I did have Fruit Loops, um, circa, I don't even know, early 2000s, maybe. Damn, um, that is way too long. Get back on that shit. It's been a while, but for me, like, Fruit Loops always seem like crazy sweet. So when I, so when I hear you say Fruit Loop, are we saying that there's a, there's a, a sweetness to this IPA? So that's no. kind of what I wanted to address. When you say Fruit Loop, what I'm imagining is you took like a crisp, clean, clear IPA and then took the milk that Fruit Loops were in and then put the milk in that IPA. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's not it's not that. It's it is very much the Fruit Loop flavor minus a good amount of that sugar. Okay. Like it's it's not a sweet drink at all compared to Compared to the Sunday feels, compared to really like any stouts that have any um, any additional flavors, instead of just being very straightforward, it is not sweet in that sense at all. Like only in the slightest sense, it is very solid. I wouldn't say that it's a. It's absolutely not just a straight up west coast style it's very much a a straightforward ipa more than anything else i feel like we will probably touch more on that if uh if when we do a a more ipa centric episode the the nuances with when it comes to west coast versus new england versus just straight up <laughs> i mean if we're foreshadowing at all i i think both i think the styles deserve to be um analyzed separate from each other because of the differences interesting um now real quick 
when it comes to loop cereals, I'm more of an Apple Jacks kind of guy. Apple Jacks are good. I all the way. Batter cinnamon toast crunch. Reese's puffs are, mm. are great. Um, it's Reese's for breakfast. It is Reese's for breakfast, and who? I mean, that's a win-win situation. Um, actually, what is your favorite cereal? You know what? You know what always hits the spot for me? Just classic Frosted Flakes. Oh man! Oh man! Edge, go ahead and tell us your favorite, and I'll tell you mine. Oh great! Um, my favorite is probably Captain Crunch. Just straight Captain Crunch, not Crunch not Berry. Not peanut butter crunch, just straight Captain Crunch. Those odd shaped squares that sometimes fuck up the top of your mouth. Like those are probably specifically designed to tear the roof of your mouth apart. Yeah, no, that's the Crunch Berries for damn sure. <laughs> oh, that's Captain Crunch. That's fine. I love them. Uh, so going back to me being German and not liking fun things. My absolute favorite cereal is Grape Nuts. Don't fuck with Why did I know you were about to say Grape Nuts? How strong is your jaw? (laughs) No, 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 no. You don't chew them. (laughs) You you put them in a bowl and you pour the milk in Uh and then you walk away for like five to ten minutes and then you can come back and eat them. See, that was my mistake was was (laughs) I I poured the milk and I ate Grape Nuts like, like... right after i poured so yeah that got me going same with remember when and i don't know if they still do this remember when uh honey bunches of oats did the just bunches spinoff dude yes those are good too. great cereal fucks up your jaw or turns it into jaw of steel like i like turn, those. yeah i like those i also really like the oatmeal squares from uh, quaker oh yeah those are good that's fucking good. I don't. I don't even eat cereal as a breakfast thing anymore. It's just a snack. It it just is. Now, Jake, tell me, how regular are you? Uh, I mean, very. Look, look. I've worked in the medical business for mm, ten years now, almost. I'm very comfortable discussing my poops, um, and I'm very regular. Sometimes I go two, three times a day. See, despite having two children, I am not. Um, <laughs> it's because you've had two children. <laughs> <laughs> no. All Do right. we want to get the part in about our poops? Because I mean... <laughs> no, I, I think what we should move on to is, um, hey, for this week, uh, who from history, uh, living or fictional, would you like to, to share a drink with? Um, hmm. See, I was thinking about this earlier, and I had somebody, but I started drinking the blueberry braggot, and I can't remember. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you two go first. Ah, uh, damn! Because I was hoping that that you guys would say something, giving me time to think. Because yeah, I I was trying to think, and I and I didn't quite have any edge. Ah, uh, no, I remember. I remember who it is. Listen, he's not for well, he's. Current, look, I would like to have a drink with Marcus Parks uh, from the last podcast on the left. That is, that is, that guy seems really chill, really cool. 
Um, smart guy. Um, New York Times number one best-selling author. Come on. Did you get a signed copy of the of the last book on the list? Uh, no, nah. nah, me either. I got a copy. It's just not signed. Nice. You know what? I'm gonna go. You know what? My person is because I was just watching them earlier today and like and getting back into some of their OG stuff. I would like to have a drink with Dan Avidan uh, of of Ninja Sex Party and Game Grumps fame. Uh, yeah, he he's just a great all around guy, and I think we could share. You know some some heartfelt tales and and some good hearty laughs with each other over a pint. Damn, I like that. Can I can I give a somewhat sappy one? Go ahead. Damn. Okay. Um. I feel like over drinks is when you can get your sappiest. Okay. That's when real men sappy. All right, fine. Let's let's go with that. Um, I'd I'd probably say my dad. Yeah, because yeah. I I can't say that I've actually sat and shared a beer with him, and I wouldn't mind doing that. Can I change my answer? <laughs> no, no. You you don't. You don't poorly. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't mean to make your answers sound oh bad. My God. No, that was so touching, though. <laughs> it was good. It was very, very real, very raw. It was. Uh, Believe me, I wanted a final answer. I couldn't say that until uh, two years ago. Two years ago was the first time I sat and shared a beer with my dad. We we're sitting on an island in Belize. It was wonderful. And that's when you met him for the first time. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, you can't for me to go there. <laughs> um, but this also transitions me into another point. Um, is I this was such a long. This was a number of years ago that I remember pointing out to to Mishaya, uh before we got you know years before we got married that I pointed out to her and said, "Hey, Mishaya, your dad and I, like, we've been on a few trips, like, with with everyone in attendance and everything like that. But I said, your dad and I have never shared a drink. And for me, that was important as, like, a way of, like, either connecting with, with you know, the, the father of my significant other or, like, some type of, like like unspoken like respect or acceptance or something like that what do you guys think about that no i i agree and i I, it's a crazy it's it's interesting to think about because like i know that i'll probably not share a drink for example with my father-in-law um just because he does not drink which is perfectly fine um but I, i i probably won't ever do that but um I've yeah no I I agree with you completely. I've shared a drink with my my soon to be mother in law and I I don't I mean it's nothing special I don't think. Okay. I mean, I mean but even with like beyond just like an in law like um like your dad you didn't feel like that was a well that's different he's my dad and also he was super Mormon for a long time so 
when he finally was like, okay, I'm going to share a beer with you, sit here and drink on an island. It was, it was different. Okay, I, but I mean, obviously, I think, because I'm same situation i feel um but for chris that's not it it seems like that's more of a it's a universal thing rather than a exclusive to no longer being mormon you know what i mean so yeah i i can see i can see that um i guess i don't have the same point of view because um my experience was just so casual like i think the first time i met my soon-to-be mother-in-law we had drinks together. Like within, I'm gonna say maybe ten minutes, we were drinking. So. so, so it was just one of those things that like it just happened. So like you didn't really have the chance to think about it. Really, it was just like oh, we've we've done it and like mm-hmm. whatever, like kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, everyone. Uh, don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram at Beer Unknown. If you have any suggestions for a future episode, if there's or if there's any uh, brew that you'd like to uh, hear featured on an episode or maybe see on Instagram, then please shoot us an email at uh, beeroftheunknown at gmail.com. So I don't know about the rest of you, but my glass is empty. My glass, unfortunately, is empty. My glass is almost there, but we'll be shortly. Chug, chug, chug. (laughs)